Trust 20 is the new standard of restaurant safety and diner comfort. Trust 20 restaurants are part of a national network of restaurants that meet a high standard of cleanliness and safety, giving diners confidence in the measures you're taking to keep them safe. Trust 20 restaurants receive expert guidance, operational resources, and benefit from diner-focused promotion on behalf of Trust 20 network of participants. So how do you get certified? It's easy. First, go to trust20.co and request a certification appointment. Then, a Trust 20 specialist will reach out and arrange a visit. The specialist conducts a 60-minute review and consultation according to Trust 20 tactics. If adjustments are needed, the Trust 20 specialist will provide guidance to assist. Now that you're certified, have peace of mind that you're doing everything you can to keep your restaurant safe and start enjoying the benefits of Trust 20 certification. Remember, visit trust20.co to request your certification appointment today. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, the tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now here's your host, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant People Radio. My name is Brandon Still, and I am your host. And just like I said, this is Nashville Restaurant People Radio. Uh, I'm trying a new format. So what I'm trying to do is split it up. Every Monday, we're going to have Nashville Restaurant Business Radio, where we're going to bring somebody in. We're going to talk about the business side of the restaurant industry, um, and not necessarily just the restaurant industry. We're going to hopefully just bring in people who are great at business, and then we can apply it towards the industry. If we can apply it towards the industry, if it's a self-help, something to help us with personal accountability, or just one way or another, we're going to do Nashville Restaurant Business Radio on Mondays. And then Nashville Restaurant People Radio on Wednesdays. And then we'll record live on Thursday for the Roundup with Kelly Sutton. And that's going to be put out every single Friday. So that's going to be our new format going forward for the foreseeable future. And uh, so the Restaurant People Radio is just going to be kind of a story where people come on who are in the industry and we learn about them. We learn about what they do, a little bit more about their, their personal lives, just one of those type interviews. And today, we're going to be speaking with Stephen Rose. Stephen is the owner of the Peach Truck. And I knew, I've known Stephen since 2012 when they first started the Peach Truck. He and his wife, Jessica, met him at the farmer's market when they were pulling up in their Jeep uh, Gladiator. And we tell that story and we talk about how we were, um, how we partnered back earlier in the days selling produce. And we, we go into in-depth about peaches. We talk about a lot of uh, some kind of inside baseball when it comes to peaches, but hopefully it's some information that you would love to hear. Um, we are so excited you guys are here. Today is the day after Giving Tuesday, and we made an offer yesterday where we said, hey, if you want to buy t-shirts, we will donate 100% of the sale to Tennessee Action for Hospitality for the first 10 shirts sold. Uh, that's not the proceeds. That's 100%. So you buy a shirt for $25, we are going to be giving $25 to Tennessee Action for Hospitality. We also opened up the offer for hats for La Dame Escoffier Nashville, which supports women in the hospitality industry. And they are somebody who is near and dear to me. And I just want to support them whatever way I can. So if you 
go to NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com. I'm going to extend it one more day. We're going to go through today, Wednesday. So if you're listening to this right now and you want to help out Tennessee Action for Hospitality or you want to help out LaDama Scoffier, go to NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com, purchase a hat or a shirt, and 100% of that purchase I will donate to either charity. So if you order a shirt, it's going to go to Tennessee Action for Hospitality. If you order a hat, it's going to go to La Dama Scoffier. That is going to be extended through Wednesday for the first 10 on each hats and um, shirts. The first one to get to 10, I'll throw in an extra $50. That is a uh, something we want to do. We want to help out. So I hope you enjoyed this episode today. Please stay tuned. Thursday at 3.30, we will be live with an all-new Music City Roundup with Kelly Sutton. And we are going to be talking about the Gulch. So if you're a fan of the Gulch, want to learn more about the Gulch, we're going to be talking about the Gulch. Let's jump into our episode today. All right, so I'm very excited to welcome in Stephen Rose, who's the owner of the Peach Truck Peaches, the Nashville Restaurant Radio. What's up, Stephen? How are you, man? It's so good to see you, Brandon. Thank you, sir. It, you know, it's funny because I'm just so excited to have you on the show because I wanted, I tried to get you on the show in the middle of this pandemic, and obviously that was during the summer, and you're just a busy dude. Yeah, I mean, I am busy for exactly three months a year, and um, but those three months are, are insane. You know, I mean, it's, it's when we say we, we pack a a year's worth of, you know, making a living into three months. I mean, that's reality. When, when peaches are coming off the tree, we've got to be going. And so, yeah, I I know we went back and forth a little bit. I'm like, I really can't do this right now. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to be on now it's December. Things are a little calmer, and uh, anyways, it's it's great to be with you. Did you ever think when you moved to Nashville and you couldn't find good peaches and you decided to start the peach truck out of the – was it a Jeep Commando? Jeep Gladiator, yeah. Jeep Gladiator. Out of yeah. the Jeep Gladiator. Did you ever think you would get to be at this point? No, not, not even – no, it wasn't even a thought. It was, you know, my wife and I um, started in 2012, and then our big idea was like we could quit our jobs, sell peaches all summer, and then travel for five months a year. And we did that once, which was incredible. And by travel for five months, your money can go a long ways if you spend six weeks in India. You know, like yeah. <laughs> on on third class trains, uh, training across the country. It's, it's, it's cheaper to live there than it is in Nashville, but it was, uh, incredible. But, uh, the next year, um, we got pregnant and we had our first kid and we're like, oh, I guess, I guess we don't travel anymore, you know, but, um, <laughs> a different kind anyways, of travel. it's a different kind of travel. Um, so yeah, we, we, we had no idea that this would resonate with, with more than a niche audience, you know, there, there would find some peach lovers out there and maybe be able to pay our bills doing this. Um, but you know, that, that was around the time too. Uber and Lyft came to Nashville. And I mean, I, I was driving Uber all off season. It wasn't like we were just killing it from the start. It took years of cultivating this business to grow it into what it is today. But, um, to say, you know, 
where we are today, which is, you know, selling peaches in Nashville all over the city and supplying the restaurants to an 11 state tour all over the Midwest and Northeast and then shipping peaches nationwide. It's, it's kind of a, a wild business these days. Um, and no, we had no vision of this. So let's, I want to, I want to take it, our listeners back and our watchers. This is, a, this is available on our YouTube video. You can watch it too. You see your, your <laughs> lovely face. Uh, I'll never forget. Cause I used to work, I was a sales manager of a company called Fresh Point. Yeah. And we had the worst peaches. I think I had the exact same kind of experience you did with peaches. We were getting these Chilean peaches that were kind of mealy. We were getting some South Carolina peaches when we could. We had to buy from Gap Certified Farms. So finding, you know, Georgia farmers that had Gap Certified Farms wasn't necessarily easy. And I remember being at the farmer's market one day and I saw the Jeep Gladiator and I saw you and I walked over and I said, Hey man, kind of introduce myself. And this was in, I think 2012. Yeah. So I, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. You were like brand new. And I said, Hey, let me, and I tried your peaches and I was like, Oh my God, this is, this is the flavor of peach. This is it. It just immediately was transformed into this is what summer tastes like. This is right. this this is it. And I said, I want exclusivity. I, how do I do this? And you were very, very protective of the peaches because you do you, you get the best peaches, and then the actual QA, the quality assurance that you do on these peaches to ensure that they get to the user perfect is pretty ridiculous. And I've, I've heard some people this year kind of say, um, oh, peach truck, you know, their, their peaches are okay. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? They're the best damn peaches in the world. And they go, oh, they're a little bit hard. Or I get them and they're not ready to eat. And I go, no, no, that, that, that's their entire thing, man. You've got to get them in the brown bag. And I go through this long spiel. But when we first met, I said, I want the exclusivity on these. I want to help you distribute them. Let's grow this thing. I, I saw... The second that I took a bite of your peach and I saw you, I immediately bought in. I, I knew I was a very early adopter, I like to say. You you really were. You really were. And and what y'all did in in putting that same emphasis on quality that we did was astounding because we've not, you know, found another partner like that since then. Um and and we don't we don't distribute through any kind of third party because of that, because the reason our peaches are so good is is it's unsexy, but it's distribution. Yeah. And when when a peach is picked, you might pick the perfect peach in Chile or in South Carolina or in Georgia or in Alabama or in Michigan or California. The problem is the amount of time it spends off the tree in transportation to wherever you buy it. And other fruits and vegetables are just fine spending weeks off the tree before you bite into it. Peaches are super sensitive to their environment. So if you leave a peach in a refrigerated truck or in a distribution center in refrigeration for a few weeks, it's going to taste like a refrigerator. And yeah. and that's that mealy peach that people have had. They're like, I don't like peaches. And it's like, no, you do. You just haven't had one, <laughs> you know? Um, and so what we do is, is, um, is insanely difficult. But it's also that power of focus. We focus on one thing, and that's getting peaches right. 
you can't blame a grocery store who has thousands of products to deal with that, boy, you sure aren't giving peaches the attention they deserve. They, they have many, many other issues to deal with. We focus on getting one thing right, and that's peaches picked in the morning, packed that afternoon on a truck to its destination that evening. The next day, we're delivering it to our customers, and it makes all the difference in the world. Where does that, like, growing up, did you grow... No, I've been down to the farm. Do you use multiple? Are you still using Pearson Farms for everything? Yeah, so everything in Nashville is Pearson Farm, and everything from our home delivery is Pearson Farm. What we've shifted on is our tour, where we go to eleven different states, over four hundred stops over a ten-week period. They we use some neighboring farms to to help with that because the volume is just too much for Pearson to handle by itself. Um, but everything at a farmer's market in Nashville or bought for home delivery on a website ships directly from Pearson Farm. So for those of you who don't know or not familiar with how this process works, we had the good fortune as we talked and I have to give Tom Finch a shout out because Tom Finch is the shepherd and that's what we call him. He's the guy at Fresh Point who his job is to manicure everything. Every avocado, every banana, every tomato that comes into that place, he has a warm room, he brings it up, he holds stuff, he babies all of these is the man he's, he's incredible man. and you can't you can't do what you guys uh, were Bill, doing with peaches without right. him Vanderbilt man is that right Tom but, oh yeah big vandy fan yeah I remember, I remember tom tom's the guy he's he's and he's still there um but i called him the shepherd because the, this was his flock he tended over the bananas and the avocados and the tomatoes anything that ripened he knew that one has another six hours. That one has, like, and I don't think that's something people who work in this business quite understand the nuances of temperature control right. and how long you can hold something and where you need to do it and the, when they go to sleep and when they don't. But I just loved um, what you guys did there. And we got to go down to your farm. And, you know, it's one of those, there's so many stories out there. Everybody's trying to sell a story. And, Every bottle of wine you buy, like, oh, this is picked by fairies at midnight on the, <laughs> the second blue moon. It's like, stop it. Like, they're, they're grapes. You just do it. But what you guys were doing, like, we, we took the sales team down to the farm. We stayed in the farm. There's a big, there's like a house in the middle yeah. of the orchard, in the middle yeah. of this, this peach orchard. And we we had dinner with the family, the Pearsons. <laughs> and like, we, we, we drank their... Um, peach moonshine like, it, it like <laughs> we sat around and like we toured the farm and i was like this is as authentic as it gets yeah we're like georgia peach farm and you guys are bringing them next day to nashville and i just i don't know i've been in love with the whole story and your entire thing ever since then uh it's just been the most amazing thing and i'm, I'm so excited to see all your success i so appreciate it yeah and i mean uh, there's no fluff there. I mean, when you go down to the farm and here there's five generations of growing peaches on the same land, the amount of work and, and, and to their credit, their innovation in deciding to, you know, like work with us to, to put, you know, at this point, a large percentage of their crop comes through the peach truck now and not through traditional grocery stores because they love that that quality piece that they work so hard to get off the tree is getting to the customers. In the past, you'd pick a peach, 
send it to whoever. A few weeks later, the customer would see your Pearson Farm sticker on that peach, eat it, and it tastes mealy, and call you to complain when you had picked a perfect peach a few weeks earlier. You know, it's just, it was tragic to, especially my wife, who's super logistically inclined and wants excellence and family name is everything. And she just couldn't handle the idea that, oh no, you're you're doing your part and they're not doing theirs and that's not okay. So we uh, we feel fortunate to do our part um, in, the, in this partnership. Well, so we go way back to those days when you were literally, I mean, you were literally driving the Jeep Gladiator to like Margot and dropping off a box of peaches or bags of peaches. Yeah. How many peaches were you selling? How many peaches did you sell that first season in 2012? We sold the first year 10 tons, which felt like, uh, you know, 2,000 pounds. Um, is that right? Yeah, 2,000 pounds. Felt like millions. I mean, we were pumped. <laughs> um, what did you do last year? I don't know, but millions, millions of pounds of peaches. I mean, it, you know, millions. I'm not sure of the exact number off the top of my head, but. A lot of pizzas are moved these days um, through, through us. Let's educate people on peaches. Um, one of the things that I was most shocked to find out is that there's different varietals or different types of peaches that you yeah. sell every single week. I mean, there's these batches like the peaches grow. There's all these different varietals and every week, like a different one blooms. So they have, if there's three months, maybe they have what, 15 different varietals of peaches. 40, they, on, 40 they, on Pearson farm alone. There's 40 varieties. Um, <clears throat> and, and so it, it is really interesting um, to be able to grow peaches from mid May through early August, you grow different varieties that become ripe every week. And so in mid-May, you have the first peach off the tree is called Fit. And it's a, and what you call that is a 450-hour peach. That means it needs 450 hours below 45 degrees from December 1 through the end of February. So starting today, we start counting cold hours, and we've got a good week ahead. And uh, 450 hours, and, and then it starts waking up and ripening. Your August peaches need like 900 hours below 45 degrees before they wake up. Everything in between there, you grow a 500 hour, a 525 hour, you know, and, and what you also do, do is grow multiple varieties at each number so that you have, all right, we've got our, we've got our July prints and our flame prints ready at the same time. We're going to choose which one of those to pick for the peach truck and which ones, you know, to send other people because, we don't want people getting stuck. It's it's very fun to talk about varieties. It's fun to, you know, taste the nuanced differences in each variety. What we don't want to do is get stuck on a variety because something weird happened in winter and flame prints isn't as good this year as it was last year. We don't know why, but we're not even going to bring that to Nashville. Well, if you're waiting on that single variety, you might not ever get it, or it might not be as good this year as it was last year. So Anyways, there's a ton of nuances, but yeah, you're kind of filling out your year that way. So I just assume a lot of people just think that there's a, a peach is a peach right. done deal. And I think at the beginning of the year, so 
when I first started in produce, the, the term stone fruit, I was like, what the hell is a stone fruit? I don't know what a stone fruit is. Yeah, and right. Obviously, it's fruit that has a big seed in the middle, the big stone in the middle. And the yeah. beginning of a peach season, we're getting kind of technical here, but this is kind of the fun stuff. Yeah, it is. You're selling something called a cling stone. Right. Right. So tell us about cling stone and then when does it move to a free stone and what's the difference? Yeah. So a cling stone, you, you know, when you cut around uh, a peach and that the, the fruit literally clings to the pit, you can't get all the fruit free from the seed. That's a cling stone. And come about early June, variety called Harvester becomes ready. That's our first freestone variety. Um, and it's usually first, second week of June, these become ready to pick. And, you know, when, when grandma talks about putting up peaches and waiting on clear seed, bust open, freestone, I mean, these are all synonyms. Uh, you know, she wants free stones to can because you get the entire peach and you don't have to deal with those pits. Um, there are a lot of nuances in peaches. I also, when we started, thought a peach was a peach and um, it is not. It is definitely not. You know, that's some of the fun stuff, though. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of people out there who aren't like, I mean, I, I dealt with, uh, you know, millions of different produce items over so many years but learning about peaches and going down to the farm and going oh my gosh like every week there's a different variety they're selling and then when the free stones come out it's almost like a celebration that's you right know, you you go from these cling stones um i was talking to my co-host for my show on friday kelly sutton the other day and i said you know what i'm most excited about is this time of year it feels like you know, Thanksgiving kind of signifies the beginning of the holiday season. I put my Christmas lights up two weeks ago, but I wanted, when I put my Christmas lights up, my entire mood changes. Mm. I just turn into like, it's, I'm holiday Brandon. Everything is, I got my, my stereo on Holly, you know, the whole thing I get into it, but I almost feel like the exact same indicator coming out of the holidays is when I first see that notification on Facebook or Instagram where I see the peach truck countdown of 10 days till we have peaches, it signifies to me that summer's here. Like, here we go. Yeah. And then when it's almost like this progression, when I see free stones, I almost get a little nervous because I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't We're want summer to go away. But <laughs> it, it, it's like this thing when I see free stones, I start going, okay, enjoy the hell out of summer because you're you're right in the middle of it. You're, you're, you're loving life right now. That's exactly right. I mean, and yeah, well, I feel the same thing. And have we put up enough beaches? Are we freezing enough? Are we canning enough? I mean, because you want that summer produce and peaches in particular for us is just such a, a harvest to capture for the rest of the year, right? And so, um, yeah, absolutely. It's it's quite the twelve week sprint to to get everything you can out of peach season. So let's get into the twelve week sprint. We think we've talked. We've we've beat the the facts about peaches over the head. Let's talk about your business and how your family plays into this. You um you and your wife Jessica. Now you have three children. Yeah. Um. She is a co owner with you. Yeah. And she you guys started this thing together. From 2012, you had your first kid. It's growing. You're doing millions of pounds now. What do you guys do actively in the business? Like, what is your role? How has your role changed? How many employees do you have? What does it take to execute three months out of the year all your totally? Services? Yeah, yeah. It, it's a um, it's mo it, it, it's 
It's wild. One quick fact I don't know if we said was I grew up in Fort Valley, Georgia, where the farm is. So the, the Pearson family are lifelong family friends of mine. And I grew up eating peaches right off the tree. So I knew what peaches should taste like. And I couldn't find that in Nashville, which is why we started bringing them to Nashville. I'm like, trust me, people go crazy if they taste this. And thankfully we were right. Um, but what season looks like now, we have tw- there are 12 of us that are full-time year-round employees of the peach truck. And um, what we are doing now is really creating a experience with peaches nationwide. I mean, you're ordering on our site and, and fulfillment team is, you know, getting peaches off the tree into boxes and shipping those out. The tour is, is an incredible thing to see. It's semi trucks full of peaches, six stops a day for an hour and a half each, two teams doing three stops. So six stops a day. Um, we say, Hey, we're coming Austin, Texas to this, you know, hardware store from noon to one thirty. come pre-order your peaches online, pick them up at this stop. And there'll be a thousand people there to pick up their peaches and go home. And, and we give them instructions on, you know, how to can them, freeze them or recipes with what to do with them. But we do that over and over and over. So in the summer, we have a team of, you know, 160 folks who are either on the road doing the tour in Nashville, working our farmers markets and roadside stands um, or our customer service team, because, you know, we're dealing with thousands of customers who, you know, can't find us at this stop or had an issue with this beach or whatever that, that we're taking care of. So it's quite the, uh, quite the summer lift. Whose idea was it to do a tour? I mean, can you just open up like a brick and mortar peach stand or can you just do that in Austin or every day you just sell peaches? I mean, the idea so of a tour is pretty innovative. Like how'd that yeah, come out? It, 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 it came, um, you know, we, we looked at what we were doing in Nashville in 2012 and, and in 13, you know, you, you're in Nashville and you have, you have access to things like Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or public, you know, higher quality produce in general. And, um, but we still couldn't find a good peach in Nashville. So we thought of these towns outside of Nashville who definitely don't have access to high quality produce if we don't in the city. Right. And so um, literally in 2013, I'd pick up a U-Haul, fill it up with like 60 boxes. My first stop was me and Jessica in the U-Haul, Columbia, Tennessee, and there were 80 people. We pulled a little newspaper ad out and there were 80 people there. We made them buy, you, you have to buy a box. We didn't have the little brown paper bags of peaches in on the tour. And so Columbia, 80 boxes. We were like, oh my gosh, people are showing up for this. Then we go to, you know, the Louisville and all, all the little towns around Tennessee and none were nearly as big as that first stop in Columbia, but we felt that we were onto something. And then the next year I learned about Facebook ads and it's not brick and mortars. It's calling places and saying, Hey, you know, we have a way to put about 500 people in your parking lot in your slower months in the summer. Would you be interested in, you know, letting us come use your parking lot to deliver our peaches. Um, And, and they love it because it provides great awareness for a locally owned store. Usually, um, 
get get folks in their store to to buy other things when they're there to pick up their peaches. Um, so it, it's it's a great way for us to kind of shed light on a on a store in a in a town that you know people might know not know about, and also a good way for people to get out in and out and pick up peaches in the summer. So if I own a small store in a town that people feel like they might want peaches and I want you to come be in my parking lot. Do you get people that contact you? Is there a way that they should definitely contact the peaches? Yeah, just, just, just hit the contact button on our website. I mean, we, we, um, we get tons of inquiries. The okay. biggest problem we have now is, is parking spaces because they're, they're pretty big and, and we need a lot of room to keep every, we want the people in the cars separate. And um, so gotcha. usually we need, we need a pretty big parking lot at this point. Um, but yeah, it, it, it definitely is, is a big thing. People outreach about to us. I see this. Do you, how does it make you feel when a thousand people show up when you're selling millions of pounds of peaches? I mean, are you, do you just like, do you and Jessica just sit and talk and go, are, can you believe this? Can yeah. you believe <laughs> this is going on? And do you foresee, I, mean, I don't know if you already have, like if you're selling all of Pearson Farms peaches for them, they got to be really happy with you guys um, simply because you're probably their biggest customer. And do you see this going as, as nationwide, worldwide? What are your next things? I see you doing satsumas now, but like what else, where are you going to take this thing? I mean, that's, that's the big question. We, we, um, we don't know. We um, what we have found is that what we are the way we're partnering with the peach industry is not unique to peaches. There is a there is something happening in American agriculture where um, and, it, and it gets super technical with you know food brokers and grocery stores and this and that. It's okay, but, we're in. <laughs> but it's very difficult to get your produce to market unless you're at a certain size and, and you have to get to a certain size and you also have to kind of lose your ability to work directly with your customers because kind of the food brokers run that world of getting, you know, agriculture to the end consumer. And so um, we don't, we don't know what the future holds, but I think there's a lot more than just peaches where, someone like us who can say, Hey, you grow the best blueberries we've ever had. We can, we can get those blueberries directly to customers right after they're picked, just like the way you would eat them. Not weeks later, not pumped with water so that they have better shelf life. You know, all the things that kind of are required um, by, by bigger distributors. Um, So we 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 feel like there there could be other other produce in the future. We don't know. Right now, we are testing um, satsumas, which are a wonderful citrus grown in South Georgia and North Florida that are super juicy mandarin, sweet and tart combination. That's wonderful, and they're only picked a few um, weeks a year. And so it's a it's a really fun um, way to one interact with our customers in the winter. But it's a it's really a remarkable piece of produce that that you really can't find at the grocery store in a, in a normal availability so we're excited about that every once in a while when you do see satsumas you go to the produce place on murphy or something and you see yeah, right a fresh satsumas and they have the little leaf on them uh-huh. and you go 
Oh my! I, I get so excited because it's uh-huh. it's like it's like your birthday, and I just buy like as, as many, many as you can. We have like uh-huh. I'm just gonna go into like a Satsuma coma for the next couple days. My fingers right. are gonna smell like the rinds. Like I'm just I'm ready for it because they're so yes. damn good. Are you guys doing that right now? Yeah, yeah. They're shipping. They started shipping yesterday. So just, to- just being. A- Thepeepstruck.com, click click home delivery. Um, yeah, they're 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 shipping as we speak. Wow. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Just the idea of getting fresh, you know, there's there's all these unique things about places. And that's very vague, but like you go to, to Nashville and Nashville hot chicken or Georgia peaches, um, produce wise, really good corn you know um julio hernandez with maiz de la vida is bringing in heirloom corn from oaxaca and he's making this this um maize it's masa he's making this masa i have had it and it's incredible is it not the best damn thing you've like these heirloom varietals of things and really doing it in its true form right there's probably a ton of other options for you guys to do stuff like that it's just a logistical thing right it's a logistical thing, and it, it, it's about the right thing. It needs to be something we actually love and, and think is special and that our customers our customers trust us so much. And what we've done with the Peach Truck is build a lot of trust. In the produce world especially, and I think you know this better than anybody, Brandon, there's a lot of mistrust. There's a lot of, is this really going to be good? Are the good ones on top and the bruised ones on the bottom? Is this really 25 pounds? You know, like a million like – this person's been screwed before and they're not going to put up with again. And, and so for years we have built trust with our audience to say, you know, this is the right peach. You're going to love it. If you don't love it, we'll give you your money back. Like we're, we're here for the long game. And so, um, so yeah, it's about finding the right growers, the right products, the right um, everything to, to make sure it's something that our customers would actually love. You are. Um, you can add the title of author. Oh yeah. Next to your name now. You guys wrote a book. Tell me about that experience. Yeah, the Peach Shark Cookbook. Um, you, you'll. I'll never look at a cookbook on the uh, shelf the same. I mean, it is a labor of love to um, to to put something like that out. It's a hundred recipes, all with peaches, and it kind of shares me and Jess's story of starting the peach truck and um, you know, kind of our lives. And it, it, it is something we're profoundly proud of. We actually did hit the wall street journal bestseller list on opening week week, which was thrilling. Um, bestselling and, author, Stephen. <laughs> that's right. Bestselling author. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it, it is a, it is a really, really good cookbook. We're really proud of it. The recipes are phenomenal. Um, we're, we're super proud of what we put out, but that is some work and um, <laughs> it is a lot of work. So. Where did the recipes come from? Is it recipes that you over your entire lifetime have created or is it recipes that as you've been dropping off peaches to people's back doors? I know Chef Hal over at uh, Lachlan Table does the, what's it called? The Southern Hawaiian that's right. That's right. Yeah. And he does a Southern Hawaiian where he uses peaches instead of pineapple. And that's like one of their, you know, yeah. everybody in the world loves that pizza. It's so good. Is that like what, how you guys found the recipes or is it just like, yeah. So we did about a, 
about a dozen from Nashville chefs, um, you know, Tandy Wilson and Margot and, you, you know, just Sean Brock's double cheeseburgers in there with a peach ketchup. It was just <laughs> ridiculous. Um, you know, so awesome recipes like that. And then uh, Jessica collaborated with a, a recipe developer to come up with concepts um, that, that they built out together for, for the rest of the book. And um, everything from cocktails to your pantry to desserts to entrees. I mean, it, it's, it's the white game. And what I'm proud of is you would think like adding peaches to everything sounds like a stretch, right? But these recipes are actually really good and things you'd actually want to be eating, uh, especially in summertime when peaches are in season. But also, what do I do with this box of peaches? Well, we've got, you know, a dozen pantry recipes of what to do to put them up from peach vinegar to peach cocktail syrup to ketchup, you know, on and on it goes. So it, it's really a, a really great book that we're super, super proud of. Awesome. What's, um, what's it like? Uh, how's being a dad? Just different part of your life like yeah yeah i mean so our kids our daughter florence is six and then we have twin boys that are four wyatt and rainier and um i mean i would say this age is for me the most fun i've had as a parent i mean i'm just it's so fun to have kids who you know converse and come up with ideas and I mean, they're creating nonstop. I mean, you know how it is. Um, and so I, I just, it's the greatest and, and also the hardest work. I mean, I, I sometimes uh, if I'm going like on a work trip, Jess is like, have a, have a good vacation, Stephen, you know, because <laughs> we know what's happening. You're, you're going to be uh, enjoying that hotel room by yourself. I know um, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little more relaxing than than uh, the the job at home, but um, but you know the, the yeah. crazy thing about that is because I did some travel when I was doing the U.S. foods thing, and it's like you get in the car and you start driving away, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna listen to a book. <laughs> uh -huh. I'm just gonna I'm gonna drive. I got I'm looking forward to these meetings, and I'm uh -huh. gonna sleep in a hotel room by myself. I'm just gonna right. lay across the bed. But the second that you get in that room. And you set your bags down, you look around, you go, all right, I miss them. Like where the, uh -huh. like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no the doubt. worst moment in the, cause you're like, I just, I just want to enjoy it for a second, but you just <laughs> miss them so damn bad. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And also okay. you're like, I'm going to sleep in and then 6 a.m. you're just wide awake because, because that's what life is at home. And like, no, just let me sleep till 8.30 or something. But yeah. People that, people that sleep until like 10, to me, I'm like, how do you do, I can't physically do it I like I'm, just, I'm like in awe <laughs> i know i know like yeah but it, it, how old are yours your oldest is seven and five and seven okay so we're right the same we're like a year yeah. ahead but and we didn't yeah. have twins but um awesome. you guys what about <clears throat> this is the time of year that we absolutely love because my whole life um I have an older brother and younger sister. We've always had holiday traditions. You know, we've done things with my family. She's done things with her family. But this is a time now where my kids have like really jumped in and they they know about Santa Claus and they know about Thanksgiving 
and they get it. And it's a really special time because we're creating new traditions that they will get to have throughout their entire. It's, it's the most special time of year for me and little kids. Do we, we do an elf on that. We have an elf. Yeah. Uh, his name is Skittles. Do you guys have an elf? We do have an elf. Yep. What's your elf's um, name? It's <laughs> what's well, the elf on a shelf. And I think our daughter was three when she named her shelf. Shelf. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, she shows up about, you know, this time every year and just the morning thing to do to find where the elf is. But how many times have you had the, uh, panicked 4 a.m. wake up like I didn't move the shell or the elf. What do I <laughs> No. Um, multiple, multiple times. But I will say <laughs> my wife is the most amazing mom in the world. And she like every single night moves the elf. Last night there may have been an expletive at 1115 when <laughs> she got up. Uh-huh. Like she, she did, like this morning. I get up and I'm like, "What did you do?" She's got a plate and she lined the plate with Skittles, and then she, the, oh, my elf's name is Skittles, yeah, and uh, and then she wrote a note saying, "Good morning, William and Matthew. How about a little magic today? Take this cup of water and pour it on the on the plate and watch magic happen." And so they come up to get me this morning. Hey, Dad, come down here. You want to see some magic? And the elf has, cre- <laughs> and I'm like. This was eleven fifteen, and you just came downstairs and just created what? this. Like, what are I think you I'm doing? doing that like, tonight, that's amazing. So, I guess the water changes colors. Is that the magic? Am I missing something? That sounds um, amazing. I tell you what, I'm gonna do because uh, I <laughs> took pictures this morning, and we can see each other. This is not gonna translate to radio very well, but it's okay. All right, oh, so check excited. this out. Can no you see that? way! Yes, it's a little bit of the background. Sorry, you can't because no, the, you're good. Though that that's the green that's doing that. The green, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But oh, you put this, awesome. um, you put it in the water, and then it it just yeah, it just fills up. Come on, it that makes is that so cool, and that happens in like forty five seconds. Really, just put this water on the plate, and then all the colors melt in the middle, and the kids are like. Yeah, this is the coolest. Then you just let them eat the Skittles. And it's like the greatest morning in the world. Oh, but like, it. it's a whole thing. I'm like, how do you do this stuff? But like, those <laughs> kinds of, like waking up in the morning to do stuff like that to me is like, that. this is, this is like, I have to live in that moment and recognize that like, I have like a couple years. Like, I don't know if I get to do this next year for the no, old. Totally. Like you, it's so hard to like live in that moment and go, this is about as special as it gets uh-huh. like this moment right now. I don't know. It's a, right. something for me that I, I try and look at. Dude, I'm with you. I love that. That's awesome. What other, uh, what other, what do you guys do? For, do you have a nice Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was wonderful. We just had, um, my brother lives here in town and another buddy over, um, and super low key, you know, trying to, do our part and, and not <laughs> not uh, spread things around. So, um, yeah. yeah, it was wonderful. We had a great Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Yourself? Yeah, it was lovely. Um, did I, I, I went to uh, – I helped out uh, at a restaurant who was open oh, that awesome. day and kind of went into – they. you know, it's hard finding staff. We actually had a ton of people, but I went in to help and um, had, a, had a great time. It was fun 
working with the restaurant family people. Um, That's great. And but Christmas is, you know, do you guys have what's your big Christmas tradition? Have you guys created anything new with the family? Well, we we go every other between mine and Jess's family, and so this year is with mine, and um, we'll see what ends up happening. We normally go to the beach together, um, so I don't. We'll see, um, you know, what the next few weeks are like. But, um, yeah, that's the plan right now. So We typically go to Gatlinburg every year for New Year's. Like the day, oh, nice. New Year's Day we leave oh, wow. Gatlinburg for like four days. Nothing like out of control. But I don't think we're going to do it this year just because of, you know, right. all the stuff right. happening. Right, right. It's totally. a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but it's a thing. Yeah. Um, so how's COVID been like, I mean, just throughout this whole thing, we, this, obviously this summer has, was, it was a, unlike any summer you've had in this business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did it affect you guys very much? I mean, we, the, you know, January, February last year, March, well, not January, February, March, April last year was, you know, some of the most terrifying times of our, business we had just hired seven new people and onboarded them on january 27th and then um we actually were driving back from the farm with our whole team and you know phone dings like tom hanks has covid and you're like huh phone dings nba season canceled and you're like oh this is hockey is, this canceled. is weird yeah <laughs> yeah no just, final four. it was it was just like so bizarre Um, but what we did do was, was move quickly and decide. So on, on that tour we had talked about, normally it's, it's an event. It's it's five, 700 people in line. They're excited swapping recipes. You know, it's, it's just a big fun thing to do. Well, all of a sudden that looks like a social gathering, you know, and, um, we, we, we were like, well, we could, it's an essential business because it's food, but well, you know, we, we just were like, we have got to fix this. And we don't know how. And so what we did was create a pre-order system on our website that allowed people to order their peaches online prior to the stop. That way, when they come, we're not swapping money. We're not, you know, figuring out how many boxes you want. You're, you're showing up, showing us your receipt. We scan it. You get your peaches and you're gone. And um, we got rid of our lines. We had no lines. We, we, um, people would walk up, get their peaches, go back to the car, super safe. Um, and so we were able to execute like that. And it was, it was really remarkable. Um, you know, kind of that shift, which, which really in the long run will help us in, in a lot of ways having that technology that we built out. But, um, yeah, it, it was a, it was a big pivot that was super nerve wracking, but, but in the end worked out really well. You know, it's funny. There's one of the questions people would ask during the, like, what's the first thing you're going to do, man? What's the first thing new normal and all this stuff. And I remember I went to Bellevue. I was at the Bellevue one area and you guys would set up there frequently, but this is, you know, maybe may early may but okay. I was going to pick up to go food from the Eastern peak right yeah. there. And you guys were set up right outside. And I remember, I was like, oh my gosh. And I walked over and like, we take credit cards. I'm like, sweet. Like, give me a bag. And I want some of the peach jam. And I like, I was, I, 
it was the first i walked in the door with the sushi and i looked at my wife and i go i got peach truck peaches and she goes <laughs> oh my like the look of it but it was like the first thing that we oh, had wow. that was kind of normal it was that first we, thing we had like we have something normal that we like that is we've been missing and it was like that first thing that we really got to have a couple days later when they were ready um <laughs> gotta do the process we the, uh there's a whole thing there we uh we heard that a lot and it and it meant so much because it it was quite the undertaking to you know train everybody on how to be you know in in this new normal and um but we heard that a lot from people who maybe were immune compromised or hadn't been out of the house at all and it was the first thing they did and literally tears of joy come that like i i'm so grateful to be out of the house and that y'all are taking this seriously and keeping us safe and so anyways it, it um it was a really special summer in that way to provide a sense of joy and normalcy in such a abnormal summer well you guys are doing amazing things and um i thank you for coming on today i've I like I, this show. I, I know that a lot of the stuff just talking about the peaches and kind of your story is a little redundant. You've it's it's in the book. It's in print. It's go to the website. You can see it there. Um, one of the things that I just wanted to talk to you about because I heard a couple people this year. I I kind of shared that story. I got peaches, and they were like, "Oh, those peaches aren't any good." And I said, "What?" Somebody said, "I don't like the peach truck peaches," and I was like, "That's blasphemy." What are you talking <laughs> about? And the think this person said. Oh, they're always too hard, man. They're not. They're not soft and juicy. And I'm like, no, there's like, I, I, it's funny because it's almost like I'm like, you don't get it. You don't understand <laughs> the 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 nuance of these. What you have to do is they come that they don't come off the tree like that. You're yeah. getting them day after. You got to take them home, keep them in the brown bag. Two, two, maybe three days later, you got to keep checking them. Some of them are going to ripen faster than the others. You got to know which ones to check. And then when they're ready, they're the best damn thing in the world. And I've said yeah. that speech a few times and uh, I've wanted to catch up with you, but I also wanted to share that message that, hey, these are the best peaches in the world. There is a little bit of a challenge because you have to get them. You've got to take them home. You've got to wait. You've got to let them ripen. You got to do all that stuff. But that's where, like, seeing that bag on the kitchen counter is like the anticipation and all of the joy. When you finally reach in that bag and you go, they're ready. You're like, oh, hell yeah. It's a, it's a special moment. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, you know, we can take some blame on that because obviously our, our team didn't share the, the conditioning instructions of, hey, these are going to be firm. Leave them on the counter a couple of days and, and you're going to love them. What, what that means. So, our, our peaches are picked tree ripened, but on the firm side. And the reason they're picked on the firm side is because if we pick them soft, put them on a truck to Nashville, it'd be a box of soup by the time they got here. So we pick them on the firm side. So that way we can get them to you and you can dictate how soft you want to eat them. I actually like a firm peach. I like to drive and eat a peach. And so I like them on the firmer side and, um, cause I don't get all messy while I'm driving and eating a peach. Um, but you can, you can kind of dictate your own softness you want on your counter, which we think is great. Um, if you're making a, you know, an Asian salad with the peaches, you want them a little firmer, things like that. So anyways, um, I, I, I can, um, 
sympathize with the people who maybe didn't have a great experience. And I hate that they didn't have a great experience. And if you ever don't have a great experience with the pizza truck, come to a booth and let us know so we can make it right. But, um, but yeah, if you trust the process and do what the conditioning instructions on that info card would give you say to do, it's going to be a remarkable experience. Um, it is a remarkable experience. You guys are remarkable people. I've enjoyed getting to know you back in the day and you guys have just been a pillar of, of do the right thing and, and really supporting the community. And I'm just so happy that you guys brought peaches. Like I grew up in Southern California. My grandmother had two peach trees in the backyard and the peaches tasted very similar to what you guys yeah. would bring in. She would tree ripen them. And they were just, that's just the way I remember a peach. And these are probably a little bit better. Sorry, grandma. But like, <laughs> I knew that flavor of a peach right. just brings me back home every time I do. And I cannot wait for next season to come about. Um, thanks for joining us on the show today. Every single person that comes on the show, I like to finish the show where they take us out, open the floor to you, whatever you want to say. You're speaking to the city of Nashville, restaurant people, all kinds of people floor is yours. Oh man. Um, you know, coming off Thanksgiving, I, I, um, my grandfather passed away in the last year and, um, before dinner, he would always say, um, one moment. I'm sorry. Live. That's what happened. <laughs> So um, my grandfather uh, would always quote Cicero and say, gratitude is the chief of all virtues and the parent of all others. And, um, you know, uh, th this has been, especially in the restaurant world um, that we work so closely with, one of the most challenging years, hopefully. I remember telling Jess, I hope this is the craziest year we ever go through because I, I can't imagine, uh, you know, dealing with more curveballs in a year, but, um, but coming back to gratitude for what we do have, which is, um, so much. And, um, you know, for, for those of us who have, you know, been healthy and, um, you know, to our kids, to living in this city that, um, you know, tries to take care of its own, um, there's so much to to reflect on and be grateful for. And um, I think living with that kind of reality of gratitude all year um, is something that can really, you know, help help change us. And um, and so that would be that would be the message I would leave. I love it. I think it's a great message. And um Please say hello to your lovely wife. And uh, I hope that you guys have a wonderful Christmas holiday. Uh, your The wonderful rest of your holiday season will be. Um, and uh, I really uh, thank you for coming on today. Love it, Brandon. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And, um, you know, the ultimate early adopter is what you should forever be known as. So I'll take that as a, a, another title of mine. The early <laughs> That's it. Stephen Rose, thank you so much for joining us on Nashville Restaurant People Radio. 
So good to catch up with him. And now hopefully you are an absolute expert in peaches. And if you're like me, you're counting the days until next year's peach season comes around. And hopefully it comes without the coronavirus. So ready for that to be gone. I hope that you and yours are being safe out there. We love you guys. Bye.